This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. This week, an Alabama case will be argued before the U.S. Supreme Court. Merrill versus Milligan involves plaintiffs who are suing the state of Alabama for a redistricting plan that they say violates the Federal Voting Rights Act. The new congressional districts were redrawn by the Alabama state legislature in accordance with the results from the 2020 U.S. Census. A lower court judge ordered Alabama to redraw those districts so that there could be two congressional districts with the majority in each being black voters. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall says that the redrawn district lines are not that different from plans that were approved by a federal court back in 1992, as well as the Democrat-majority-held state legislature back in 2001 and the Republican-majority-held legislature in 2011. This next story that I'm going to present involves parental discretion on whether there's children in the room while you listen to it. It's going to involve some audio that is disturbing. So a bombshell report was released on the 1819 News website this past weekend. 1819 reporter Craig Monger revealed a group that's here in the state that is promoting very graphic sex education in public schools. The group is known as Alabama Campaign for Adolescent Sexual Health. This group partners with the Alabama State Department of Education. Not only that, but two high-ranking governmental leaders serve on the board for this nonprofit. Those persons are state school superintendent Dr. Eric Mackey and State Health Officer Dr. Scott Harris. Both are serving in an ex-officio capacity, which is due to their position within state government. The Alabama Campaign for Adolescent Sexual Health says that they provide age-appropriate sex education for students in public schools. However, their video resources put out by this organization, including the ones that are designed for 10 to 14-year-olds, cover such topics as condom negotiation, abortion with pills, being female, male, transgender, and fluid, as well as one on how pornography is not sex ed. Here's a snippet from that video. Remember, this content's for 10 to 14-year-olds. If there are any young children in the room, this is now the time where you need to turn down the volume or put in your earbuds. Pornography often uses white actors with dramatically enhanced breasts and penises. The actors are often waxed to have no hair. In real life, you will typically see bodies with a variety of skin tones, body shapes, sizes, and abilities. Porn uses exaggerated special effects and other movie-making tricks to produce fantasy, such as semen from a penis being ejaculated much farther than is humanly possible. Additionally, people with vulvas often have easy and frequent orgasms, which also does not reflect real life. That's just the audio. The graphics to accompany this script are also very graphic. Craig Monger did reach out to Eric Mackey about this curriculum, but has not received a response back. So far, this group boasts of training over 440 individuals in the state in 2021. They also announced partnership with other state institutions like the State Department of Education, Department of Human Resources, and Alabama Association of School Nurses. This group has also created a county-by-county statistical report on the sexual activities of teen students in public schools. The group is also against any type of legislation that would limit a transgender teen from getting hormones or surgical treatment. A federal judge has now ordered the Alabama Department of Corrections to preserve all records and medical supplies that are related to an attempted lethal injection that occurred last week but was not successful. 
Inmate Alan Miller has been in a legal battle since his execution date was set for September 22nd. Miller wants to die by nitrogen hypoxia, and Judge Austin Huffaker Jr. issued a stay of execution for Miller. However, the U.S. Supreme Court cleared the way for the state of Alabama to go through the usual route of a lethal injection since the state has not fully developed the alternative method. Before midnight on September 22nd last week, the State Department of Corrections had to call off the lethal injection process that was being undertaken with Miller. He ended up walking away from that situation. Now the judge wants any and all medical supplies, as well as photos of any injuries that Miller sustained from the attempted execution. While in court weeks before this date, Miller told the judge that he wanted death from nitrogen hypoxia because he hates needles, and in the past he's had medical personnel have trouble finding blood vessels in his arm. Well, they're back in Alabama. Two U.S. veterans are home with loved ones after spending over 100 days in Russian captivity over in Eastern Europe. Alex Druke and Andy Hun returned to Alabama on Saturday afternoon. WVTM 13 News was there to get comments from family members like Druke's aunt, Diana Shaw, and Andy Hun's future mother-in-law, Darla Black. I personally did not expect it to happen for a couple of years. So this caught us completely off guard, and apparently the rest of the world. Now I can go back to normal and start teasing him. And for three months, I've said nothing but nice things about Andy. So now that he's safe on U.S. soil, I can tell you all, that little guy put a dead snake in my freezer. Family members say Drukey and Hunt are going to lay low as they adjust to being back in the U.S. And another great story is coming out of DeKalb County at the homecoming game of Crossville High School. High school senior Jula D. Ramos was crowned the 2022 homecoming queen during the halftime ceremony. However, Ramos then turned around and gave her crown and title to Liliana Roque, who is in a wheelchair due to cerebral palsy. The school posted this amazing video on their Facebook page with the statement that the school may not compete in athletics like other schools do, but that this act of kindness reflects the real lessons that are being taught at Crossville High. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, North Korea has fired a ballistic missile off the east coast of the Korean peninsula just ahead of a visit from U.S. Vice President Kamala Harris. The governments from both South Korea and Japan have already issued a resolution citing this action as a clear violation of the U.N. Security Council resolution. VP Harris is landing in Seoul, South Korea this Monday and will be there until September 29th. The U.S. Department of Justice has ordered another SWAT raid of a family home in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. The raid involved 30 fully kitted FBI agents with rifles in firing positions. The home being raided was that of pro-life activist Mark Hoke, who offers sidewalk counseling in front of abortion clinics in the city of Philadelphia. Hoke is also the founder of the King's Men, an organization to help those who are addicted to pornography move toward Christian virtues. Hoke and his wife, Ryan Marie, have seven children together. Hoke's wife told LifeSite News that the raid started with agents having rifles drawn as they encircled the house, pounding on the front door to come in. Mark Hoke told the FBI agents that he would open the door but cautioned them that he had seven children at home. Ryan Marie testifies that the agents came in pointing their guns at her husband, and all around the home. She says her children were screaming in terror. Mark Hoke then demanded to see the arrest warrant. The agents provided the first page of it after they went back to the car to get it. He was then taken to a facility in downtown Philadelphia. He's facing charges for violating the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act, and he's also accused of attacking a patient escort. Ryan Marie Hoke believes that this stems from an incident 
that happened where a pro-abortion protester kept yelling obscenities at Hoke's 12-year-old son when they were at the abortion clinic. That's when Hoke told the man to stop yelling vulgarities. The man did not, and at some point, Hoke shoved the man away. The man sued Hoke for that incident, but his case was thrown out of court this past summer. A Texas sheriff paints a bleak but brutally honest picture of what is happening at the U.S.-Mexico border and ultimately to the rest of the United States. Goliad County Sheriff Roy Boyd had this discussion with Tony Perkins of Washington Watch about recent numbers released by Border Patrol that shows that they have apprehended 2 million illegal aliens at the border so far in the fiscal year of 2022. That does not count those who got away. In Texas, Border Patrol encounters over 100,000 illegal aliens entering into Texas from Mexico every month. And according to Border Patrol, I'm talking to people at the ground level, they only encounter approximately 8 to 15 percent of those who make it across. So all the others are getting across without being interdicted. That is correct. That's a, that's a flood of people. That's it. That's what you actually you've referred to the situation as an invasion. It is an invasion. But what it is, it's, it's an invasion that's being brought on by transnational criminal organizations in Mexico that are bringing a peon class of slaves into the United States. This is an epic battle of good versus evil because we have a government that is actually promoting the movement of slaves from one country to another. And they're bringing them here. And these people are being put into indentured servitude in the United States. I mean, this is good versus evil, and it's what's taking place here every single day. As a sheriff, we've encountered people here at the sheriff's office who thought they were coming to the United States to be reunited with their families, only to find that they were going to be placed into bondage in unspeakable you know, situations here in the United States. This should not be happening. So, so Sheriff, there's newly released data from Customs and Border Protection. Enough fentanyl was seized at the border in August, just in August, for more than 500 million lethal doses. Fentanyl-driven overdose fatalities are now, are now the leading cause of death for people aged 18 to 45 years of age. That sounds like a humanitarian crisis. It is, but at the same time, our government is promoting the legalization of drugs. States are promoting the legalization of drugs. The federal government is. So they're really just aiding and abetting the transnational criminal organizations that are flooding the market with these drugs. And the organizations that bring the slaves are the exact same organizations that bring the drugs. And so it's all one big problem. It's a symptom of a sickness. We have to cure it. The problem is we've lost our way. We've turned our back on God, and we're no longer following what the blessings would be under Deuteronomy 28. We've gone on to the curses, and we're, I think that we've only seen a tip of the iceberg when it comes to the misery we're going to face as a result of the fact that we've lost our way. And just like the Israelites in the past, we've turned our back on God, and we're going to reap what we've sowed. Two high-profile political leaders took to the stage this past weekend. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi spoke at the Global Citizen Festival in Central Park in New York City, and this is how New York welcomed her. By responding at home. As Speaker of the House, I'm 
historic climate legislation, which will be a game changer. It will slash carbon pollution by 40% by 2030. It will give a historic, historic $270 billion to fight the climate crisis. Former President Donald Trump was in North Carolina to support Republican Senate candidate Ted Budd, and the crowd did this. We are just seven weeks away from the most important midterm election in American history, and we need a landslide so big that the radical left just cannot do it. They cannot steal it. This is the year we're going to take back the House. We're going to take back the Senate. We're going to take back our country. We're going to take back America. And in 2024, most importantly, I got to say, Ted, I'm sorry, but most importantly, I shouldn't say that, Ted, but most importantly, we're going to take back our magnificent White House. We're going to take it back. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you've been enjoying The Daily Detail, remember that on your smartphone or tablet, you can access these reports more easily if you subscribe. They'll come automatically to your phone. What you need to do is go up to the right-hand corner on the main page of The Daily Detail on any of these apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or others. Hit the drop-down button and press the subscribe button or the follow button so that you get regular updates. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 